This episode of Melvin Meets His Match contains strong language and adult themes. Hello, I'm Melvin O'Doom. Now, most of you know me as a radio and TV presenter where I've interviewed some of the biggest names in music and film. But you may not be as familiar with my not-so-successful dating career. Well, that's all about to change as I share the highs and lows of my love life in my own podcast, Melvin Meets His Match, brought to you by Tinder. I've invited some of my oldest and newest celebrity friends to help me improve my dating game, and something tells me they're not going to hold back. So let's not hang around, let's get into it. So, she's been a queen of the jungle, star of reality TV, she's an author and podcaster. This week, I am so happy to be joined by the lovely Vicky Patterson. How you doing, Vix? I'm alright, I forget how much I love your voice. Really? Yeah, it's a lovely mix between like soothing but still engaging. Because some <sighs> people, like, you know, Attenborough's class, but I could fall asleep. But like you keep us engaged. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's, that's <laughs> very kind of you to say. But I have to say that's quite a list of achievements. You're very busy at the moment. Yeah, I like to keep busy. Um, I think uh, I think loads of people can relate to like going a bit fast, you know, and kind of always looking for that next thing and I promised to myself post lockdown I was fucking not going to do it <laughs> but I'm full of shit <laughs> I've fallen back into all my old habits I'm aware that I am um, I'm, I'm fast paced probably just because I feel so grateful to be doing the things I'm doing I don't like to say no to anything you know yeah but that's your personality I think you're just a person that enjoys being busy and being active and there's nothing wrong with that and I think you and me we enjoy being around people so you know in that lockdown was so long so to be out and about and being able to work again is such a blessing so I completely understand that good and please do you sort of feel sometimes like you're making up for lost time always like because if I was I got so bored because in the second half of the lockdown, I was living by myself. So like now I'm just, I, anything that I get invited to, I literally go to. <laughs> I'm so mad. Let's talk about this podcast now because you're here. Melvin meets his match. Do you know the premise of this podcast? Vic? Okay, so are you looking for a partner, Melvin? So what, what I'm doing is I'm looking to improve on my dating skills is what okay. I'm looking for. Now, I know you've had your own dating ups and downs, but you're... You've now found the one. You're now engaged. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. He's literally just walked through the door and he's going to get a bollocking off me for interrupting this podcast. No, that's fine. <laughs> he's, he's a good looking lad. Whenever I see him on social media, I'm like, I need to go back in the gym. That guy is in great shape. <laughs> Why do you think I'm always in the gym? I'm like, fuck's sake. <laughs> so handsome. <laughs> now, I, I'm really happy for you, Vix, that you found the one. But I've heard that this isn't your first engagement. Is that right? Um, so yeah, it's not my first engagement, Melvin. Um, it's what we like to call third time lucky, son. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you know that that this was the the right one? So how does anybody know that anybody's the one? You know, um, I am a hopeless romantic. So I, I've made I've made her can't go outside for this because I was about to say I think everyone's the fucking one, don't I? <laughs> I'm so terrible because I just love love. Right. Especially when I was younger, mate, I was so obsessed with the idea of, probably because I didn't really love myself very much, you know, 
and I was doing a lot of things that I wasn't like necessarily proud of and weren't authentic to me. I needed to feel love from someone else because I, I didn't love myself. So yeah, I I I've, I want I, I was in love with everyone. Um, but I think as I've got a bit older, um, and you know, I'm like I've worked on myself and I, I'm probably a bit more grown up and know myself better know what I really want and what I really need in a man, I know Erkan brings me all those things. He's like the other half of me, right? which sounds so cheesy. And I don't mean it to. Like, I used to go up on people who are just the same as me, right? Loud, opinionated, really like you walk into a room and everyone, and everyone sort of knew who they were. And I thought, oh, yeah, I need a man like that if they're going to be able to handle me and all of five foot six and ten stone of opinions and sass and all the rest of it but actually like what I really need is someone who balances me out someone who brings kindness and calm to me life rather than more chaos and when Irkan first came into me life I literally didn't know how to take him obviously he's a lovely bit of kit <laughs> Lovely bit of kit. He's a lovely bit of kit. <laughs> You've got so many dub plates. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I was like thrilled to ribbons about that. So I was just like, so he obviously he lasted about three months just on his fucking abs alone. Um, and then like as I got to know him more, I was like, is, is this who you are? I was waiting for it to go wrong. I was waiting for the moment that he was nasty or the moment that he said something cruel. or You know, I was waiting for any of those things that I'd had in the past. And when it didn't come, I was like, oh God, this is what it feels like to be with someone really nice who really likes me and and there's no like edge to, you know, it's just kindness and warmth. And honestly, that's when I just realised like I'd been going for the wrong things for so long. And this is what a relationship felt like when it was with the right person. It was, it was happiness, it was warmth, it was fuzzy feelings. And yeah, so that's how you know, isn't it? Definitely. When they make you really happy. Well, Erkan seems like such a lovely, lovely guy. Shout out to all my Turkish brothers, Marvi, Marvi, Mas Marvin, <laughs> and all of that. Now, I want to, I want to rewind for a little bit, and I want to talk about those relationships that didn't quite work. How did you know when it was time to walk away? Oh well, when the cheater donners, I always went. <laughs> <laughs> was was that usually like the the stopping point for you? <laughs> no, honestly, like I joke. Um, but yeah, like, fuck me. I look back and I think I did put up with some shite. I mean, I'm quite a strong woman as well. So it's always a shock to people, you know, that I was willing to put up with so much. But again, it goes back to just like desperately wanting things to work and to be loved and all the rest of it. So I probably put up with a bit more than I should. You always see the red flags, don't you? But you just you half want to ignore them. Breakups are hard. It's interesting that you went like, uh, you know, I'm a strong woman and that still managed to happen to me. I think I don't I think depending on what kind of person you are, you can always end up in a relationship that's that's not going to work. It doesn't really matter if you're a, a strong woman or a shy woman or or whatever type of person. I think you can end up in in quite a tough relationship. But do you feel like you've learned from any of those relationships and from those relationships have you stopped, you know, damaging your your future relationships or the relationship that you're in right now? Yeah. So I think for a while I had like destructive patterns, you know, went for the same type of fella, didn't quite learn from me mistakes, just very like, you know, quite young and daft. But then like, as I got a bit more older, you know, I, I started to realise, well, these fellas, whether it be like, you know, reality TV or 
big loud personalities like they're obviously not working for you Vic you know you ending up in the same place like crying on your mum's settee again so can we just please broaden our horizons slightly for the sake of <laughs> like everybody um and I, I never I, tr- I really try to never take like past heartaches into new relationships because like every, everyone was always really surprised when I got with Erkan as quick as I did. They were Why like, is oh, that? You know, you know what it's like. You've had this advice. Everyone's had this advice. It's like, oh, you need some time to be on your own. <laughs> you need to work out what you want. You need to heal. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, sometimes, actually, like, what you really just need is someone gorgeous and lovely who treats you really well to remind you that you're a prize yeah. actually you don't just need to cry and do sunrise yoga for fucking three months give us a break <laughs> so yeah I, I like I moved on really quickly from my past relationship and everyone said you know oh rebound just it's not gonna last like you're just gonna get hurt again and I get really mad of people who like so even though it's coming from a place of like well-meaning and kindness give you that advice so adamantly because I think if I had have listened to you guys I wouldn't have found me forever person so yeah and take people's advice with a pinch of salt and never let something another man or a woman because honestly we can both be a bit naughty sometimes both the, both the sexes um, I never let like whatever some something happened in a past relationship affect how I feel about a new person because I think that's punishing someone else for someone's mis- someone else's mistakes right yeah definitely yeah. can I ask you a question would you say because I think timing is really important mm. so would you say if you met Erkan let's say 10 years ago it would have worked would you have been attracted to him because he's essentially a good guy and I've met I've met people and they've gone, oh, this guy's too nice for me. I used, I used to really hate that term. Yeah. This person is too nice for me. Do you think it would have worked 10 years ago? So I, I've asked myself that question a couple of times, you know, because I'm like, I could have saved myself so much heartache if I just found Erkan 10 years ago, blah, 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 whatever. But the thing is, like, it wouldn't have worked. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to be loved the way he loves us. Which makes me want to cry. That's so touching. <laughs> That's such a funny. <laughs> oh, but I wasn't. <laughs> no, that is beautiful. <laughs> You're listening to Melvin Meets His Match, brought to you by Tinder. It's easy to meet your match when you have something in common. Tinder lets you add passions to your profile to help you connect with people who share your interests. Great idea. Now, a lot of people will will know you from your younger days on Geordie Shore, and that show (laughs) was wild, to say the least. It was. If you could go back in time and speak to a younger Vicky, what advice, what wise words would you give that Vicky? This quite, so right. First of all, young Vicky wouldn't listen to a word old Vicky had to say. Really? <laughs> yeah, because she thought she knew it all. She was so arrogant and obnoxious. Like as you are in your early twenties, you think you have it all figured out. But also, just because she would probably think this version of me was really boring. No, no way. <laughs> she would. She would just think. And also, pale. I've really calmed down on the fake tan. She'd be like, who the fuck is this pale, boring person? Trust me, it's a good thing. <laughs> I was radioactive before. I'm so happy now. Um, but it, like all that aside, if I could give 
my younger self one piece of advice I'd give her a hug god she was so in desperate need of a hug and I would tell myself to um never sacrifice respect for attention and I've said this before um and it, it it just really resonates with me like when I was younger I got really caught up in trying to be what I thought everyone wanted us to be what I thought the producers on the show needed us to be, what I thought the audience members wanted to see, just what I thought people in the club wanted me to be. This like hard partying, loud, formidable character, you know, who didn't take any shit. And like, actually, that is a caricature of who I am. I'm multifaceted as most people are, and there are so many more things to me, but because I did such a job, like a good job, of sacrificing all those other things just to get attention. Like, I lost people's respect. And I've had to spend the best part of um, probably like seven or eight years trying to claw that back. Wow. And it's been difficult, to say the least. What made you think to yourself, I need to start making this transition of, of pleasing other people and, and, you know, working on pleasing yourself? I realised I was really unhappy, Melvin, like so unhappy. Um, I didn't, I wasn't surrounded by the best people. I uh, surrounded myself with sycophants, quite frankly, probably because if I'd surrounded myself with my real friends and family, they would have told me how much of an arsehole I was becoming. (laughs) But yeah, I um, didn't feel um, proud of myself. That is predominantly what it was. I was struggling to look at myself in the mirror. I couldn't go to sleep properly at night. I would dwell on all the things I'd done wrong and just hate the person I was coming, but did not feel capable of change. Felt stuck in that cycle. I wanted to be able to sleep at night and be proud of her. I wanted to make my mum proud. Well, I think you're definitely doing that now. And I mean, every time I've ever spoken to you, the, do you remember when we first met, you were doing an interview, I think, for like Heat Radio. And you weren't you weren't doing anything in our studio, but you walked by and you came in and you said hello to me and Ricky and Charlie, who I work with. And I just remember thinking, you're such a, a lovely ball of positive energy. And every mm. time I, I interact with you, whether it's on your podcast or in a club or wherever, you're always this this positive ball of energy, which is what I really love about you. So what advice have you got for anyone to stop comparing themselves to other people around? Because, you know, in this this day and age where people are, you know, they're online, they're on social media and they compare themselves to others. And I don't think you do that. I think if and if you do do that, you're very good at kind of like limiting it. Mm. How do you stop yourself from comparing to others? And how do you focus on your positive attributes? It's dead hard, isn't it? And like in this day and age where we're just completely oversaturated with like perfection and it's everywhere, you know, like you turn on the TV, you open your phone, you go on straight on Instagram. God, I'd imagine probably you go on date naps, whatever it is. It's just carefully curated perfection and it is toxic and dangerous. And even someone like me who's like, you know, in their 30s, really happy relationship, whatever, like seemingly very confident it can still have it can still totally derail my day you know I can get up in the morning feeling good about myself you know and then before you know it I'm on social media and I don't feel thin enough I don't feel successful enough I haven't got enough kids and like I'm like ah and I'm spiraling so 
there's a couple of things I've put in place to stop me from like going down that path because it's dead easy to do. I um, limit my screen time. Do you really do that? Yeah, you have to, man. You have to, Melvin. Otherwise, like, I'll drive myself insane. Right, okay. And then when your little alarm goes off and Instagram closes and, you know, it tells you, like, oh, you've reached your limit for today, like, it just makes, it almost makes me think. Like, you know, if I've done it a bit sooner than normal, so if it's, like, at about four o'clock in the afternoon, I think, get into the real world, you boring prick. (laughs) That is what I think. That is what I think. I think, look at all these amazing people around you. Like, look at your beautiful dog, this job you're so grateful for, like, all these things. And instead, you've been beholden to, like, this tiny little screen with people you barely know on the other yeah, side of it. Yeah. It makes me feel like a very sad cow. And No, no, I, I've tried to do it, if I'm honest with you. And because of I obviously control the fact that I can dis- disable it. <laughs> That's the sneaky bit. I tried it for, like, about a month, and I was like, you know what, I want to see what Munya's posted on social media today. I want to laugh at that video that everyone's talking about. So, like, I, I kind of stop it. I've tried it so many times, and maybe I need to do be a, a bit more disciplined like you because I, I do think it it definitely works. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, man, because comparison's the thief of joy, isn't it? Yeah. Life's short, you know? Like, do you honestly want to look back and be remembered for your Instagram followers? Like, fuck that. I'm going to move on to a different part of the podcast now called Melvin's Dance Odoo. What have you done? <laughs> These are about my dating dilemmas or, okay. or disasters. And I just want to find out how you would respond to them. All right. Okay. So um, this happened about 10 years ago. So I went to Ministry of Sound, came out, saw this beautiful young lady. We exchanged phone numbers. This is like the days of like Blackberry Messenger. Oh, yeah. You got a pin. Yeah, got the pin. You know what I'm got talking about, Vix. <laughs> and we would message each other and she would always call me babe. Like, baby, babe. Like, she was so flirty with me, right? And um, I finally plucked up the courage. I said, let's go out to dinner. We went to like this little Thai restaurant, Tottenham Court nice. Road. Nice, like, good. Thai 10 years ago as well. You're so multicultural. I love it. <laughs> You know how I like to do things. I I remember I was like proper jet, like picked her up from her house, went to this restaurant. And again, she's just calling me baby, babe. Like it's going so well. She she orders her dinner. She doesn't really eat that much because I think she's never tried the dish that she selected before. And I'm kind of thinking, cool, like whatever. Let's maybe go for drinks somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So we leave this restaurant. And as we walk out of the restaurant, she turns to me and goes, what's your name? No. I knew, I knew, I knew. I fucking knew. Right? I'm awfully shot the cheek. Right. I'm bearing, oh, no. bear in mind, we've been speaking for about three or four weeks, right? So we've been speaking for time. So I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, she's calling me babe because she just really likes me. But she's calling me babe because she doesn't know my name. I was so offended because I've, you know, I've got a bit of an ego on me. So I was so offended that I was like, I don't think this is going to work. And I dropped her home. Good for you, miss. Well, till this day, I don't know if I overreacted or whether it was the right thing to do. But if this was you in this situation and you went on a date and at the end of that date, after the date, the guy turned to you and was like, what's your name? How would you feel? How would you deal with it? I'd be so offended. Like, honestly, I 
to, I love to think I'm like so evolved and I've really grown up from like my volcano Vicky days and all that. <laughs> but I actually think this is super rude. And like, I don't know, like there's obviously no right time for her to have said like, what is your name? But I just would not have accepted a date with you before knowing. Yeah. I, I think that's too far. I once read that Simon Cowell makes sure he knows everybody's name, whether it's like the fella who's getting his cup of tea or it's the CEO. And it's true. When someone says your name, you feel like it's personal. You feel special. Like all that babe, baby, darling, hun shite. It, it's, it's so impersonal, you know. But if she was to look in your eyes and say like Melvin, like, oh, no, that would have been special. No, I think she's rude. I think you did the right thing. Fuck her. Thank you very much. Well, the thing is, I'm I'm really bad with names, but I think now that these days, if you don't know someone's name, you can be like, oh, what's your Insta page? Or what's your Facebook? And you can find out someone's name. And I think it was, it was before anyone had Facebook and before anyone had like a, an Instagram. So she didn't really know how to go about getting my name. But I was really, really offended. I don't blame you, baby. Melvin or Doom, for God's sake. <laughs> she didn't know. <laughs> she thought my name was something else. Now, we mentioned earlier that uh, you have your own podcast as well, The Secret 2, which I was lucky enough to be a, uh, a guest on. So I'm going to flip the format right now and ask you some quick fire questions. And you need to give me a one sentence answer. You up for that? I'm excited for this. Hit me. Right. So the first one is, what's the secret to a successful date? Be yourself. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, can I disagree? <laughs> You can absolutely disagree. Not, 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 comple- not completely. So okay. I've got this theory with my mates that when you meet someone, you meet their representative. <laughs> you meet the best version of that person. Because <laughs> if I think if I was myself on a date, people would find... I'm quite chilled out in, in real life. And I think if I was myself straight away on a date, I'd come across quite boring and almost like half asleep. So do you have to... Put forward like Melvin Triple E. Yeah, like fun Melv. Yeah, Triple X version. I think <laughs> you got to be fun, fun time Melv. And then once that person's fully involved in you, then I could be relaxed Melv. Okay, so it's the same way for like women. We're always like, oh, don't show them the crazy straight away. You'll scare them off. But I showed Erkan my crazy well early doors. Really? Why I? Like, I remember we were in. Um, Swingers. It's like a for everyone. It's a mini golf <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, just want to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have our keys in Nevon's ball. Everyone, we'll do an down. edit on that, Vix. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so yeah, we're in swingers, and it was like our second date or something. We're having a lovely time. We're getting quite competitive. It was quite funny. But at the end, we, we sat down, and this woman come over. And she said something to me, like, she, she was desperate to interact, but I think she'd had a lot of, lot of, lot to drink. So she was like, um, you've got a sticker on the bottom of your boot. I must have had my shoes up somewhere. And I was like, oh, God, thanks for letting us know, babe. So I took it off. She come over again and she was like, listen, I'm so sorry. I just can't relax. You've still got a bit of that sticker on your boot. And I was like, honestly, hon, just, you know, leave it. Walk away. Just walk away, babe. It's a tiny bit of sticker on the bottom of my shoe. Like, no one else is fucking bothered. 
she come back five minutes later and was like, honestly, how funny was it when I came over and told you about that sticker on your shoe? And I was like, I tell you what would be funny, hun, is if you go and enjoy your night. You go over there and enjoy your night and leave me to enjoy my day. And I turned to look at her and I thought, you've done it there, haven't you? You've showed him what you really like. And he just went, I like that. He was like, she won't come over again and she was going to keep coming over all night and being odd. And I thought, if I'd have been trying, you know, oh yeah, some sticker still on, help me get it off. Like, hey, when was he going to find out that I'm a bit of a nutcase, you know? Like, 10 years down the line and no nah, mate be yourself you're brilliant I won't so, okay so I am going wrong so I should I should be myself straight away then there's no secrets man you're going to meet this like beautifully like chaotic woman who balances your chill and she's going to adore the calm you bring to her life I'm telling you mate you're missing a trick alright all right. you know what you've converted me there Vicky yes. you've converted me alright <laughs> uh, the next one is what's the secret to a healthy relationship communication I was going to go in with like honesty and blah blah and I thought you know sometimes I'm not that honest sometimes I definitely lie about how much things cost because I don't want to get into an argument <laughs> um, but communication 110% whenever we fall out it's because we've been too busy or wrapped up in our own lives and we've let something pass without a proper chat about it you know because everybody argues everybody falls out you're not going to agree all the time on absolutely any everything this isn't a disney film um but what the healthy couples the happy couples the ones who survive and thrive and all the rest of it they talk about stuff they don't let it breed and build resentment and let it bubble all over you know so yeah just just talk about anything everything are you good at talking <laughs> not no, i mean not generally we know generally you can chat but when it comes to like matters of the heart are you good at talking yeah, super open, mate. Like, such an open book. I, the problem is shutting me up. Erkan's the opposite, obviously, as I've suggested throughout this. Like, he's a bit more stoic and, like, I hate to say it, like, almost toxically masculine. Like, he's been brought up in a very, like, Turkish Cypriot household, men on men, and they're all amazing blokes, but I think they struggle a little bit with their emotions. So when he's you started going out with me like four years ago and I'm just like a giant ball of Geordie tears and and all the rest of it, like nonstop. I have everyone's emotions, you know? So I think he's learning, definitely. Um, but it, it it's not his default setting, put it that way. Okay. What's the secret to self-confidence? Accepting who you are. Accepting who you are. Like, I think it's dead hard to sit and accept your every part of you, you know, if you're talking about the superficial bits, like your lumps, your bumps, your rolls, your itty bitty boobies, your great big boobies, whatever it is, you know, sitting with those things, like that can be hard, but even more so, like sitting with like the personality bits you don't necessarily love about yourself. Like I'm always going to be impatient. Like it doesn't matter how old I get, how evolved, how much I work on myself, how many fucking self-help books are right, I'm always going to be impatient. And if you just accept that about yourself or, you know, accept that potentially you're not the nicest drunk, whatever it is, it makes, like, actually quite, like, liking yourself even better, you know? Like, at least you you know who you are. And you can accept that you're not perfect. Nobody is. But once you are fully aware of your great bits, your bad bits, the bits you don't love, the bits you do love, then it just makes, like becoming that little bit better and actually really being kind to yourself so much easier. 
You're very wise, Vicky, I've got to say. You think? Yeah, yeah, actually. Because I quite like the whole idea of accepting yourself. Because I think a lot of the time, I always have this this saying that the, the theory of stress is worrying about what hasn't already happened. And I think, again, when you're when you're not a confident person, it's about worrying about what everyone else thinks. Yeah. If you're happy in yourself, then you don't really care about what anyone else thinks. And then that and that gives you confidence. So yeah, I quite like that ethos. Good. Well, I'm so pleased. Like, just look, always think, like, look at babies, right? Like, babies aren't bothered that they, like, are ginger or they have loads of freckles or they have a little lovely belly or whatever, you know? Babies are just so happy. And, like, if you think, like, we were that happy once. We were so full of joy. And the only thing that mattered to us was the pursuit of more joy. You know, like, we didn't worry about anything else. Somewhere along the way, we got really bothered by what everyone thought of her. And that's what made her unhappy so i think just be more baby be more baby i like that be more baby. <laughs> um what's the secret to making someone else feel great <laughs> knowing their fucking name for starters <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> rule number one learn their name <laughs> um listen to them really listen like there's no better feeling than when your friend starts talking like when i start talking to my friend and i'll say so I'm really stressed at work, blah, 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 this happened, that happened. She's like, is that when your agent did this? And she remembers the previous chat. You feel so validated. You feel like she listened, she remembered. It's important to feel heard. And like, I always make sure when I'm with my mates, like I've literally just had brunch with me pal there. She was telling us a story. And I was like, is this it? Was this at his birthday party? And she was like, yes, good memory. And it's not good memory. It's valuing that person you're with, taking time to get out of your head and your own problems, and giving them the same respect that you want to get back. Yeah. So yeah, whenever anyone's talking to me, be present. Give them the attention that you fucking want. Be the friend to them that you'd want to have. Definitely. I mean, the last question, I think it was written by my, um, my producer, Esther, <laughs> uh, who may be a fan of you Vix okay because it's what's the secret to flawless skin I feel like I always blame questions on my producer when they're a little bit risky but this is really nice <laughs> okay oh she's so lush um honestly look at me I'm I'm um I'm 35 this year Melvin and I think like I struggle with the aging process like it's new you know like I've been dealing with the whole body confidence and body positivity thing since I was about 15 maybe <laughs> even younger so you know I'm I'm really comfortable with me curves now yeah. but aging that's only started happening in the last couple of years and like that is the one that when I go on Instagram and I scroll through and I'm like I'm the fucking only one getting older here you know like that's a little bit where I struggle so see that's bad because when I see your you look like flawless I'm like I don't know how <gasps> Yeah, you did like a video the other day and you do like transitions in different clothing. And I was like, I'm going to do something like that. And it came out <laughs> shit. I didn't post it. No one's ever going to see it. It's getting deleted next week. No. But like when you post no. stuff, you always look sick. Like when you're on a holiday, you look dope. So it's it's mad hearing you say that. All insecurities, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Like, honestly, there's a million different pictures that didn't get posted because there was a crow's foot or a roll or whatever. And in terms of only social media content, I have someone who films it for me. So literally, oh. yeah, I don't deserve the compliments, babe. Get yourself a content creator. I'm telling <laughs> okay, you. Yeah, yeah. It's the way forward. Um, but Esther, I love you. Thank you so much for that. So it's like a mixture. 
of like nice expensive creams, some not so expensive ones. Like I love Nivea and all that. Um, after spending about 15 years of just taking my makeup off with like a makeup wipe, I'm definitely trying to make up for lost time with like seven step skincare routines. I get Profilo all the time. That's like hyaluronic acid direct, like injected straight what in your that? face. What is that? What is that? Mate, it's for, it's the bee's knees. It's so good. They'll just put moisture straight in your face. Oh, I took my mum for it the other day. We had a class time. Okay. Does it hurt? Yeah, it fucking does. <laughs> the stuff you go through. It's so painful. I know. But I'm trying to not be like filler, Botox, that type of person. Yeah. And there's no judgment on like my part. Like, I've absolutely had my boobs done. Like, I'd recommend anyone do what, anything that makes them feel good about themselves within reason. But I just really always want to look like me. And I don't want to sort of perpetuate that culture that there's only one way to be beautiful. Like, I'd love lasses to look at me social media and be like, oh, you know, she's she's accepting her face and her age and her little lips. Like, maybe I can too. So, yeah, so I, the profile thing is probably as far as I'm going to go at the moment. And it's... Seems to be doing the trick if if S does anything well, yeah, to go by. Yeah, it's definitely working. <laughs> if it's if it's made a question on the podcast specifically from Esther, then it's definitely working, Vix. But that's your final question. Did I do good? Yeah, you did very well. I think all your advice across the whole podcast has been really useful. I feel like I'm ready to get back out there into the dating world again. I think you should, and I think you should just go at it and be so much more you. Because I've always loved you, Melvin, and I just think. Last as I'm missing a trick, mate. I love you too, Vix. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, babe. Some amazing advice on this episode. So let's take a moment and unpack it just a little bit. This week on the podcast, I've learned that learning to love yourself first might be the key to learning to love somebody else or letting someone else love you. Be careful not to rush into things. Get to know someone at a pace that feels comfortable to you. And when dating someone new, the least you can do is learn their name. On the next episode of the podcast, I am joined by Florence Given. When I say I talk about sex on a date, it depends how the date's going. Like, are we talking about each other's lives and this and that? Or like, do we know that there's this potent sexual energy between us? And I know that we're going to go home and fuck. And I want to know what you're down with and what you're not down with. And then making that, making the date into some kind of foreplay so that the sex is even better. And I think talking about sex in that way can be really amazing. And it, it anticipates what's about to come. And it's like making the night a sense of foreplay. Even if you don't have sex that night, the next time, even better. Florence, I'm taking note right now. <laughs> you got some lyrics, girl. You got lyrics! <laughs> You've been listening to Melvin Meets His Match, brought to you by Tinder. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss out, and I'll see you next time. Sink clap.